Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Vanguard, you're more than just an investor. You're an owner. That means your priorities are Vanguard's too. So whether you're planning for retirement or trying to save up for your next big adventure, Vanguard will work alongside you to set personalized investment goals. That's the value of ownership. All investing is subject to risk. Vanguard is owned by its funds, which are owned by Vanguard's fund shareholder clients. Vanguard Marketing Corporation Distributor. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Time. There's nothing more valuable. It's what drives everyone to make the most of every moment. We celebrate living large in the now. In a city where time disappears, we create experiences that electrify the soul and memories that will last forever. We go big. We go all night. And here, everyone is invited. So get loose and get loud. This is Circa. You'll have the time of your life. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hello and welcome to the Arash Markazi Show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California. 98.5 The Bet in Las Vegas on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. 95.1 FM and AM 760 in Hawaii. Uh, A lot to get into on a Thursday. Let's not waste any time. Uh, in lieu of heading out to the Circus Sports head, uh, Circus Sports Hotline, we're going to play for you a sound. Michigan head coach Jim Harbaugh was at Disneyland yesterday, and I got a chance to catch up with him with the rest of the media. He did a parade down Main Street, and then after the parade down uh, Main Street, he sat down and talked with the media. So here he is, the man, the myth, the legend himself. Michigan head coach Jim Harbaugh. Well, what's your relationship with Nick Saban, and have you guys had a chance to catch up yet? Yeah, yeah, said hello, and uh, a very first-class individual. Uh, nothing but respect for him. This is the first time you guys went head-to-head, or have you guys went head-to-head in the past? Oh, uh, yeah, we did. Uh, yeah, 2019, we uh, faced off in uh, bowl games. Jim, last week, Blake was saying that he just felt there was something like the vibe at practice was different, he said. What, what have you noticed about how practice has gone? And he, he said it was just really precise. What have you seen from him that night? Yeah, I mean, uh, it's been good. Guys have been, uh, been really sharp, uh, very energized. Uh, it's, it's, all been, it's all been really good. Locked in, focused. Uh, you know, I'm not sitting here today saying, uh, you know, we've done everything and anything that we can uh, because there's still a week to go. And, and, um, and I want that feeling on game day that uh, you know, everybody's as confident as they can be and, and precise in what they're doing. And that's what we're doing. Is, uh, it's in a good place. We're just refining it, you know, and uh, looking at every 
every uh, everything that we can, you know, and we'll do that right up until game day. So does it mean to take this group to Pasadena and the Rose Bowl first time in a while, but probably the last time under the current pomp and circumstances? That's huge. I mean, it's right where we want to be. First of all, that's uh, is exactly where we want to be, and. Um, and, and our guys have uh, deserve to be congratulated for you know, putting themselves in this position, as does Alabama. Uh, you know, two great programs uh, facing off in a, in a playoff atmosphere. I mean, it's as good as it gets, you know, at this at this stage. So um, yeah, we're uh, we're honored, excited to be here, and. and uh, Who's got it better than us? I mean, that's the thing that comes to mind. And non-football question, what about Disneyland? I mean, you're a California guy. You have any memories of coming to this park? <laughs> I've been here so many times. Uh, probably somewhere in the teens, 15, 16 times. But, uh, I mean, this goes back to Disneyland, the Rose Bowl. goes back to the real early years growing up in Ohio and Michigan and Iowa. And six, seven, eight. 9, 10, 11 years old, uh, waking up on New Year's Day and watching the Rose Bowl, and it was just, I mean, jaws just hanging down, there's a couple feet of snow outside, you're a Midwestern kid, you see the sunshine, the palm trees, the mountains, the parade, the game, the Disneyland, and I want to go there someday, I want to I wanna, I wanna play in that game, um, so I mean, to, to have that all come, come true, you know, to have it come um, uh, to be real life, it's, it's just feels real blessed. And um, you know, this is the happiest place on earth, uh, Disneyland. I mean, what a slogan! I mean, <laughs> nailed it with that slogan. And, uh, and I would agree, especially as a kid. You know, and then uh, once you get to be about 17, 18, <laughs> 19, or 59, 60, I mean, the happiest place on earth is a is a winning locker room. So uh, yeah, we can be at the happiest place on earth today, and we got a chance to be. In the happiest place on earth, which would be a winning locker room at the Rose Bowl. Uh, probably first time participating in a Disney parade, right? Yeah, that's the first time being in a parade. I think second parade, uh, lifetime. And, uh, it's, uh, it's a wonderful experience. And smiles, you know, say it all, really. You see it on my family's faces and, and uh, all, the, all the people here with Disneyland, smiles, say it all. Jim, what's the benefit, and what have you seen from having some early enrollees in practice these last couple of days? Oh, good. Just good to, good to see the guys. You know, um, it wasn't but uh, a couple of weeks ago that we were like, hey, it's coming fast, and will be here in a couple of weeks, and then here we are. It's been a couple of weeks, and now, they're, now some of them are here. So uh, it's good. They're handling it well. I mean, some of the guys even navigated the, the, the airports and the flights by themselves. Uh, you know, to be with us and be on the team, that's, uh, that's cool. Jim, is there any advantage, third straight trip into the CFP semifinal, but with everything in terms of adversity, what you've gone through this year, you think this is a more prepared team than the past team? I think our team is uh, is, is very prepared. Uh, you know, they have a they have a one track mind, uh, very very focused on you know, dominating each day, and then going to sleep at night, and waking up, and, and taking on the next day, and trying to dominate that. So that's um, that's been the, the mindset of this football team, and I think it uh, puts them in a puts them in a good place, and they are in a good place. 
uh, we're going to keep taking that approach one day at a time. Uh, uh, it's been paying off for us, and we'll uh, stick with what, what got us here. Well, let's keep you a chance to kind of unwind a bit and not think about the game for a couple hours. Coming to Disneyland? Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. We had a really good workout this morning. Um, guys were not jet lagged, moving around great. Called them up and said, hey, guys, we're going to the happiest place on earth, you know, Disneyland. So uh, let's go enjoy it and have fun. And, and uh, guys that want to stick around till 4 o'clock, we'll have a bus. 5 o'clock, we'll have a bus. I'll personally be on the 6 o'clock bus, you know, thorough, uh, thoroughly enjoying the, the whole afternoon. What's it like from your perspective to see them maybe be kids for a little bit and not be playing the biggest game of your lives? Oh, they're good at that. They're really good at that. You know, they're... Uh, they, uh, they have fun no matter what they're doing. You know, they uh, with their teammates or with the with uh, just with people. They're they're outgoing, they're outgoing guys, and uh, they love life and they approach it with enthusiasm unknown to mankind. So, just about whatever setting you put our our young people in, they're they're, uh, they're having fun and enjoying it. The players were saying practice and bowl practices, at least early as a small were less physical than in these previous years. Why did you feel like that was so um, important? No, it's 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 very it's very it's very close, you know, it's very kind of similar. I didn't that's surprising they even noticed the difference. Uh, yeah, there, there has been a little bit of a difference. Um, just where our team is and where they're at and where I think they need to, you know, to, to stay there, but also, you know, just use it every day, every every hour, every minute to um, cover everything as much as we possibly can, knowing ourselves, knowing our opponent, and, and uh, getting ready for this game situation. Jim, one thing that's not different, it's December, NFL rumors again. How do you how do you respond to that? It's such a one-track mind. That's, our, uh, that's the way we've gone about things. It's um, literally whatever day we're in, looking to get the most out of it, dominate the day, then we're going to sleep tonight, wake up tomorrow, see if we can't dominate that day. Um, it's a single-minded group. Um, it's very focused on just taking care of business today and see if we can't do the same tomorrow. Jim, you've got a history in San Diego and you finished your career with the Chargers. You have an opening right now. Just what was it like playing for them and for the Spanish family? Yeah, just a very one-track mind about this game. Uh, right now, just have have fun with the family and the and the, and the team and the players. It's like we're the happiest place on earth, <laughs> uh, and we're gonna have, we're gonna enjoy ourselves and then uh, back to business. You know, see if we can't dominate today. Got some some good meetings tonight, and we we'll wake up tomorrow and and uh, practice. See if we can't dominate that day. I mean, this is a, this is like straight out of the Jackie Harbaugh playbook. Uh, one day at a time. One play at a time, and uh, that's how we're approaching each day. Like told me this locker room feels to you. Do you agree with that? This locker room, the vibe, feels different than last year's. Do you agree with that? Oh, the guys, the attitude, the team, the. Uh, it's a very, very mature veteran team, um, and Blake's been through this now. This is, you know, his, his third year in a row. Same with JJ uh, McCarthy, Chris Jenkins, uh, so many guys. Uh, yeah, so you know, you would expect that uh, you know, they, they would perceive it, perceive it uh, differently, and and, um, and probably you know just more confident. Once you've done something once, and, uh, doing it again is 
is, uh, I mean, you know, you know more. You learn, you learn more. You take things from it. Jim, we missed the pomp and pageantry of the bowl game. There's been a feeling that 12-team playoffs begins on campus. It's more of like a like a pro playoff feel than coming in the week of Disneyland. Will you miss that? Or do you, do you, do you think the 12-team playoff will change this? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I don't know how it worked, what the crystal ball is. I mean, uh, but just very thankful to be here at the Rose Bowl. I mean, if, if it's going to be different going on, in the future, uh, I don't know that, but at least we got to be here for this one, you know? Maybe, I mean, just the granddaddy of them all. And I can tell you just the, the stories and the times I've, I've watched this game, um, a couple chances to play in it myself, um, to be a part of it. It's a real, real honor and, and really cool. And uh, definitely the Disneyland day is, you know, fun. And take full advantage of that of that good time. You touched on the, the significance of this school with this game, Beauchamp, Bradford, and Michigan, and the Rose Bowl, it just it fits, it seems right. What's the significance of playing in this particular game? I, you know, maybe it's a Michigan thing, I, don't, I think it's a Midwestern thing, you know, it's like uh, growing up as a Midwestern kid, you got the snow outside, I mean, it's, you haven't seen the sun for about, maybe sometimes 30 or 45 days sometimes, uh, and then to turn on that television set and see the Rose Bowl, and uh, the mountains and the sunshine and the palm trees, uh, I'm sure that's why, why people moved here. You know, from the, in the 60s and 70s and 50s and 80s, uh, they grew up like me, like watching this game. Go, I, I really want to go there someday. And, uh, and here we are. That's a, it's a great feeling. That's like, who's got it better than us? Kind of feeling. <laughs> Coach, once upon a time, we had a conversation about Joey Chestnut and yeah. whether or not competitive needs a score. I remember that. Yeah, I remember that. You had a very strong stance on it, which I loved. Tomorrow, where's yeah. my stance at the time? It, it is competitive meeting. It's, it's a sport. It's a sport. Definitely. It, he's an athlete. There's no doubt about it. Okay, so tomorrow night, your guys get to kind of prove that same theory in the beef bowl. Can you give me your thoughts on it? Who's going to be, you know, the guy that shines in the beef bowl tomorrow night? Yeah, I would. Uh, I have no idea. We uh, we did a hot dog eating contest. Oh. Uh, we Jeff did a Percy. trip. We did a trip. Jeff Percy was in it. Okay. Um, and another. Another offensive lineman, Andrew Gentry. Gentry, Andrew Gentry. I mean, okay. two of the biggest guys on our team. So let me set the stage. We're at a Washington Nationals baseball game. Uh, we got hot dogs. We created the hot dog eating contest between Andrew Gentry, 6'8", 330 pounds, Jeff Percy, about the same. And they had a total of like the winner ate four hot dogs. Four. So yeah. So okay. I, I, including the buns. Yeah, I, it's not our specialty. Okay. I, it, including the buns. Yeah, they were trying different techniques. Okay. Uh, so it's definitely, it's definitely not. I, I'm not going to go with the big guy. Okay. You know. Do you think there could be a surprise contender tomorrow night that comes out of nowhere? That I can't even guess. I can't even guess <laughs> after that. You know? But you think you guys will definitely defeat Alabama in the beef bowl? Oh, that's not really what I mean. Uh, <laughs> not what we're trying to do. You know, it's not our. <laughs> Just trying. It's to not our goal. <laughs> Thank you, coach. Yeah. Is there something about Alabama that that you've learned from watching them that surprised you, given you know your level of knowledge in early December? Well, yeah, I mean, when you're early December, you're just kind of looking through the keyhole um, to see what you've seen on TV. But uh, after, yeah, really thoroughly studying, I mean, not a lot of weaknesses, uh, fast, physical, 
um, football team in the lines, but also in the secondary, um, at all positions. Fast, athletic, really well coached. They know what they're doing. Uh, it's a real combination of supreme athletes that are that uh, know what they're doing and play play well together. Uh, yeah, it's going to be. We're going to we're gonna have to play really good. Uh, I had a feeling that was the case when I first watched it in early December, but yeah, I mean. Uh, we're going to have to play good. And if we do, we're going to have a really good chance to win. If we don't, uh, we're gonna, it's going to be tough to win. Jim, we were just talking about some of the fun events you do here. Obviously, you know, you're at Disneyland, you're going to beef bowls and stuff like that. Is it hard at all to kind of measure the fun stuff with also intense preparation? Or do you think it's good to kind of take your mind off of stuff? Jeez, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's a time to lock in and be, be full speed metal. And there's time to, uh, to uh, you know, enjoy. And one thing I noticed about college kids, it's not hard to have fun. But they can have fun uh, just being around each other. In whatever setting it is, watching a movie at Disneyland, um, they enjoy each other's company. It's a, it's a team that really, really does that. Um, enjoys being around the other players and also their families. It's a, it's a, it's a really close-knit group from all angles. Is that at all different in the pros, you know, as a player? Um, not that dissimilar, uh, just more. Pro guys have their own families. You know, they're kind of head of households, and you know, they got, they got spouses, they got, uh, they got kids, and, and uh, man, you expect guys to have to practice and go home to their families. They still have fun. Yeah, as many as I can. Can't do it all in one day. What are you going for? Jack wants me to take me to the, to the roller coaster over California Adventure. Uh, so that's good. I'll step up and uh, take that one on, whatever. Whatever the kids want to do. It's a very exclusive fraternity of people who have played and coached in the Rose Bowl. How about that? Yeah, you, I mean, that's cool. I, you, you mentioned your recollection of watching the Rose Bowl. What's, I guess, what's your favorite recollection of playing in it or being coming here as a player? Uh, we didn't win. That's the main one. Uh, you know, I really wanted to see that was a, a lifelong goal uh, to win the Rose Bowl. So, uh, just thankful to get another crack at it. You know, is there a player who's more perfect for Disneyland? Uh, yeah, that's it. It's probably a tie between Blake, Chris Jenkins, uh, JJ. Yeah, those guys, those three strike, strike me as like, you know, the, yeah, the most perfect for Disneyland. You know, young and hard, kids and hard. Yeah, that's perfect. You can tell everybody's having a good time here. Yeah. Yeah, smile say it all. Yeah. Yeah. Your kids have a good time. They're having a great time. They're having a great time. <laughs> have you been to the Rose Bowl since 1986? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I was at uh, I was in attendance for the Texas USC National Championship game. Sat in the stands, and then I was also in the stands for uh, Michigan. I can't remember who they played. They won. Uh, was it? 
Three, four, five, right ahead. Yeah. Might have been the 2004. It's the magic of it. It's almost like a drama for this game. It starts in the bright sunshine. Yeah. The sun sets, it gets dark. Talk about the drama that comes from the setting. Yeah, just the uh, sun setting over the mountains, dusk in the third quarter, you know, you're playing the fourth quarter, you know, it's under the lights, um, it has that, uh, yeah, it's a setting, you know, it's a stage seems to be set for that, for that dramatic fourth quarter. What do you remember most about your your game, the game that you played? Um, yeah, just, just, just not getting on track. I, you know, just struggling to get on track offensively. And uh, you know, started fast, but then you know, I just couldn't keep the momentum. Yeah, yeah, I never scored. Got two point play. It's not much production after that. Second half wasn't what you wanted. Yeah. That was my first round. Yeah, it was a struggle. Regrets, regrets, you know. And uh, it's great to have it. Have a chance to uh, crack it. Jim, you guys played Alabama and Nick Saban to start the decade yeah. uh, in the Citrus Bowl. Since then, a lot of success, Big Ten championships, playoff appearances. What do you think since that game, that loss to Nick Saban, what do you think that you've grown as a coach? <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I don't really have that ready list, you know, uh, <laughs> in front of me. I think, uh, you know, like anything when it comes to a team, uh, it's, it's a thousand little things that, that add up to make all the difference. And, uh, you know, everybody wants to win the one thing, but it, it never really is. It's, it's all those things a lot of people think are the little things or the minutiae. Uh, it's, it's all those things that add up to make all the difference. All right, that was Michigan head coach Jim Harbaugh catching up with him at Disneyland, getting ready for the Rose Bowl. When we come back, we will hear from USC head coach Lincoln Riley coming off that big holiday bowl win against Louisville. When we come back right here on the Mightier 1090 for the California, the bet in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. We'll be right back with the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Time. There's nothing more valuable. It's what drives everyone to make the most of every moment. We celebrate living large in the now. In a city where time disappears, we create experiences that electrify the soul and memories that will last forever. We go big. We go all night. And here, everyone is invited. So get loose and get loud. This is Circa. You'll have the time of your life. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Steel clan went underground. We 
Welcome back to the Rosh Markazi Show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mighty Year 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California, 98.5 The Bet in Las Vegas, and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM 760 in Hawaii. As I mentioned before the break, our very own Mr. Adrian Hernandez talked to a living legend, Samoa Joe, WWE superstar, and NXT superstar, AEW star now, one of my all-time favorites. So let's now hear our own Adrian Hernandez talking to the man, the myth, the legend himself, Samoa Joe. We are fortunate to spend some time with a legend, in my opinion, Samoa Joe. Joe, how are you, brother? I'm excellent, man. How about yourself? Man, I'm doing good. And look, it's your first time on the show, first time we've talked. And before we get into wrestling, and I have to ask you questions to get on Fightful and do all that stuff, uh, we need to break the ice, okay? And let me tell you my little situation about what's going on in my life. Just got new neighbors. They just moved in. They're super dope. They're Samoan. It's Christmas season. I want to set the tone right. I want to, like, you know, just spread good vibes. Is there something I can do? Like, as a show of good faith, that you know, like, is, is there anything I could do? Oh, 100%. Brother, you need to go find yourself some big cans of corned beef. Now, you take them big cans of corned beef, and you take it over to your neighbors. And trust me, they're going to cook you a meal that's going to shut it down with that corned beef, and you're going to have a great time. So, I mean, you trust me. You do that, that enough in and of itself, that that tells people that you know what to get a Samoan family come the holidays, bro. <laughs> hey, that's amazing. And to be honest, uh, the the, uh, the father of the household was like, what up, Oos? And I popped. Yeah. I just, yeah, yeah. I felt cool. I'm like, okay, this is that's good. How it this is. Is, man, it, it, it has to come in the can. You know, I don't know <laughs> fancy corned beef you get in the debt. Nah, corned beef in a can, bro. You bring that to them, they're gonna take care of you for the holidays. Joe, I appreciate you. And look, I, I requested to talk to you last month for a specific reason, and now that reason has exploded into a bigger thing. And I just told you, I view you as a legend, good sir, and your impact has went across professional wrestling into the NBA. So first and foremost, with Draymond Green, can we rate the chokehold out of 10? Like, how, how good did he really put that hold in? You know, I've seen Draymond play for quite a while now. Draymond has always been a, a far better thug than he has been as of late. You know, he's just not hiding the stuff like he used to. You know, he used to kind of like look the other way, stomp on a guy's guts. You know, he used to choke a guy, but then pretend like, oh, no, he's holding on to my arm. Like, see, Draymond even trying as hard as he used to to hide it. That's why, you know, of the Draymond chokes I've seen over his career, that last one was probably about a six. You know what I mean? Like, he just he, he didn't disguise it as well. That tornado punch he threw. I mean, I've seen him throw that tornado punch for years. And, you know, he always got away with it because he had, oh, I was over here and punching this way. You, know, you, got, you got a good little rhythm with that. But, you know, the, as of late, I think just Draymond, just, you know, he, he needed to pay a little bit more credence to, to, to the quality thugging that he can get away with, not this just haphazard flailing of the arms that he's been doing lately. I mean, that's why he's suspended right now. <laughs> Hey, brother, the Warriors dynasty is crumbling in more ways than one. They just they used to be better at everything, just a little bit better, a little bit cleaner, a little bit tighter. By the way, has there been anyone more suited to get into an AEW ring from the professional uh, uh, other professional athletes than Draymond? Uh, you know, he might be he might be one of them. You know, he might be a candidate, you know. Uh, you know, if, if the suspension don't work out the way he wants to, maybe a little bit of free time. You know, maybe we can maybe we can get him crossed over a little bit. We'll see. We'll see how that works out. <laughs> hey, he can show up to a world's end and do his podcast. It'll be great. Oh, um, great. You know, one thing I want to ask is like the if someone asked me, like, what do you love about Samoa Joe, in my opinion? I'm like, well, first and foremost, like everyone needs to take notes on the presence when he walks in things change and the attention changes. Um, And it's been weird this year seeing some of these viral videos of just 
fans showing up at the airport with the Funko Pops, with the autograph, with with the fifty million pictures, and please can you sign this for my son, but don't put his name because I'm trying to sell this on eBay and all this stuff, and it's been real OD, and I'm curious for you. I just feel like nobody really tries you in public, right? Uh, you know, I, I've been I've been fortunate enough. The fans have always been very gracious throughout my career. I will say this, man. I have no issue signing stuff for people, but uh, you know, I'll sign a thing for you. You know, I mean, you you, you roll up to me with fifty things and. You know all this other stuff. You know, you, you, I'm fine doing the line for you, B. You know, I, I, I got I got that card for you, my partner. But you know, other than that, uh, you know, it, it, listen, fa- fans are a wonderful thing. I know some some wrestlers have an issue with them. Uh, that's all fine and dandy. Concern, you know, it, if you want to come up, show a little love, say what's up, come say what's up. But uh, you know, just know uh, we all got time on our hands, and I'll give you as much as I can. But it won't be much. <laughs> Not the fifty different uh, camera shot pictures. Hey, oh, yeah. you signed all these? No, that's crazy. Um, <laughs> something I'm never gonna have to experience, thankfully. Um, <laughs> yo, uh, bring it up this year too. Um, as someone who's been a veteran, who's been literally everywhere, what's been wilder for you to realize that wrestling is on television six days a week at least? Or the fact that now there are post-game, post-event press conferences and kind of the media involvement and the, the change in that, which wasn't a thing 10 years ago. I think both are astonishing to me. You know, I think uh, the, the, the prevalence and the importance of live sports in the current media environment is, is definitely a big contributor to the fact that why, you know, you see so much pro wrestling now, you know, on TV. You know, I came from an era where there wasn't a lot of opportunity. And, you know, we kind of dreamed of a scenario like this where we have a lot of companies doing what they can to to provide work for, for, for guys like me and um you know it's a wonderful thing to see that's come to that point in the industry and i and i I really love to see it i love to see uh, fans get an opportunity to to see what we do and the more opportunities they get to see it then uh, i guess the happier i am yeah and you you talk about the era that you came up in it's always fascinating you know being fortunate with this job getting to talk to trailblazers and people who broke through um and you know, it's always a case of they didn't do this to break through and, and, and change the game. They were doing it because they were just trying to make it work, trying to survive and trying to do what they love. And there was a, a fascinating tweet from Abu. I hope I'm pronouncing his name right from Russell Puris. And he kind of talked about, you know, you, Danielson, Punk, Styles, you know, you guys leading the forefront um, back in the day and kind of changing the landscape of professional wrestling and giving us fans like a different presentation of what a match could be um, and how. One of the reasons why you guys did that is because you had to travel everywhere to make it work, work in different countries, different crowd sizes before you got to where you guys are at now. And now with social media and stuff, you look at a dude like Nick Wayne who signs when he's 18, he's always going to be under the umbrella of producers and people telling him what to do and kind of not going through the school of hard knocks, for lack of a better term, of learning, trying things out going out there in a crowd of just maybe 50 people and kind of those dynamics and how things have changed. Like, how do you view that? Uh, First off, like I said, you know, I worked for a a long time trying to uh, build opportunity in this industry for, for, you know, outside of, of the, the traditional uh, 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 companies that, you know, were, were the path, you know, and uh, to see where we're at now, to see that guys like Nick Wayne at 18 are given opportunities to be signed early. You know, some people would be a little bit uh, upset or, or pissed off about it. No, that's mission accomplished. That's what I wanted. You know, I wanted there to be a pipeline for young guys to get into, 
you know, uh, uh, real work, you know, and uh, there wasn't a lot of real work. You know, at the time, WCW had closed down. Uh, you know, ECW was was also, uh, you know, kind of in its last uh, phases of, of its existence and its initial uh, incarnation. So it's like it was a very, very difficult time. And now, you know, uh, for me to be upset that there's boundless opportunity uh, after I've done all this work to get it to this point would seem pretty, uh, pretty stupid on my part. So um, yeah, I'm very happy with that, you know, and whether or not uh, he develops the same way, that's not for me to say. All I know is uh, a lot of those producers and you know people who supposedly are telling him what to do uh you know these are these are trusted voices in the industry who have a lot of experience and uh you know as a young grappler i think some of the the most fundamentally uh career changing things came from you know just good sage advice from people who knew what the hell they were doing and um you know that that can't be understated enough and i hope that uh he receives that type of advice and training as he comes up to the ranks and uh you know i hope that there's more opportunity for young grapplers to uh to succeed in this industry you know this this is what i strive for when i was working for and to see it coming into fruition now I'm very happy with it. Yo, hoping you and yours had a wonderful Thanksgiving. And now it is Black Friday. And as you do your shopping, I'm in flight to Chicago, Illinois. Lucky enough to be able to cover Survivor Series. And I wouldn't be able to do that without the good folks at Zip Chair. And now, watch how I combine the two. I told you it's Black Friday. And Zip Chair, if you don't know, makes some of the best furniture in the business. So here's the deal. You want to be the MVP this Christmas season and you want to give the best gift, whether it's a huge sports fan. Why don't you give them the bar stools for the basement with their favorite team's logo? You know what I'm saying? All right, the Mets, the Lakers, it doesn't matter. NBA, MLB, MLS, NFL, collegiate, they got it. You know what I'm saying? Maybe you want to get the recliner, the couch, all the same, all comfortable. But then what I specialize in. I'm in my office, I'm in my chair, I'm at my desk a lot, editing videos, playing games, replying to emails, whatever. A lot of hours spent in that seat, and that seat needs to be comfy, and that seat needs to be a zip chair. Use that discount code ADRIAN to save 10% off and be the MVP of this holiday season. Hey man, salute to you having that mindset because a lot of people don't have it, even in radio. Yeah, you know, um, people, you know who those people are? They broke. They broke. They don't make this money. Oh, broke people all got all. They mad at everybody. Hey. Oh my goodness. We all need to come I, over here on the good side, where where it's nice and profitable, and we ain't mad at anybody for for living their life, you know. And insurance, and then good health care, yeah. all these every, good every things. The rest of us mad about a young guy getting opportunities because you broke. So knock it off, man. Get out here, get your own opportunities. You'll be fine. Worry about yourself before you worry about everybody else. <laughs> Uh, you, you speak about being broke. First off, that's going to be the IG trailer for people to check out the interview. So thank you for that. Good, sir. Um, and another thing that made money uh, was was all in. Um, and look, I just in terms of your career and things that you've done, being a part of that show with the attendance and just really what that show meant um, and that the fact that it was even possible. Where does that rank in your career when you look at accolades and things like that? Oh, very high. I mean, obviously, just 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 for those reasons. I mean, just the the recognition of what the fan base is and seeing it all out and come out and and be a part of this huge event. I mean, that 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 you know spoke volumes to me. And so, um, yeah, man, I, I it was it was a massive massive moment, and it's one I, I greatly appreciate and one I'm, I didn't expect to be a part of, but very happy that I was a part of. Um, and one thing I do have to ask you is, I was in L.A. Uh, I was at the forum for Full Gear. Um, as someone who's done everything that you've done, I just want to get your initial reaction when you're backstage seeing what the hell Swerve Strickland and Hangman Page did 
in that match? What was the reaction? Uh, for me, it's funny. I, I'm not surprised, you know, especially when it comes to those two individuals. You know, these are two guys who, you know, undoubtedly are in their prime right now. And they're looking to make their mark on the world. They're looking to, you know, give everything they have to the fans and, and uh, you know, paint a very violent and, and crazy picture in the process. And, um, you know, watching the match, it, it did not surprise me at all. You know, both both men have been tremendously uh, dedicated to, to, the, to the program leading up and, and wanting to give the best to the fans. And the match that was delivered was, uh, you know, exceeded expectations and mine were pretty high. So, I mean, it's a testament to both those gentlemen to go out there and, and, and perform and deliver in that environment. It was the craziest like atmosphere I've ever been in. Um, all the fellas, including me, were like, yo, y'all need to chill. All mm-hmm. the women were screaming, we want more blood. Let's go. I'm like, what Ma- type of how world? It works, by the way, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, bro, it's crazy. Um, I, as we come to the end of the year, and by the way, uh, you're trying to get that Triple B belt, World's End. You can get it on pay-per-view December 30th as you uh, take on MJF. But as we close out the year... Um, at any point in your career, I can imagine now you don't really care, but I'm interested as you were on the come up. How much do you care about like the end of the year lists and and your 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 Meltzer ratings and things like that? Like, how much did that play a part come, uh, in your come up? Uh, my my uh, end all be all uh, uh, judge and executioner is the fans, and that's the way it's always been. Um, you know, I don't knock people for for uh, digging Meltzer ratings. You know, he's a guy with the who's watched a ton of wrestling, has a strong opinions about it. But I mean, to me, that's what it's always been. You know, I've always appreciated when he's liked my stuff, and when he hasn't, well, you know, the, that fan didn't particularly like my stuff that time. And I think that's the way. You know, I, I've always taken it. You know, my my my. I'm not a master to a, a publication. I'm a master to the fans that show up and come to see me and then want to be entertained. And that's really the focus of what I do. You know, I'm. I'm I'm out there for, for, for the people, not for myself. I'm not out there trying to pad my resume or get a bunch of accolades so that I can seem important somewhere down the line when I'm nice retired. No, I want to leave memories with people. I want you to come to a show, say you saw Samoa Joe rock the house and have a great time. And that's really always been my focus in my career, man. And like, if that coincided and it happened to, uh, you know, catch the critics eye and they dug it, then cool. And if it didn't, that's cool too. You know, man, my, my main focus has always been on the people who show up to the arena and want to have a good time. And uh, those that tune in at home and give me a, a few hours of their time of their busy daily schedule. And, you know, that's that's my focus, man. I, I, want, I want the people at home to enjoy it. And like I said, if it all works out and everybody enjoys it, cool. And if some people don't, that's cool too, as long as uh, the people that I set out to entertain are entertained. Facts, and you can't make everyone happy. Um, and something oh, I stopped trying a long time ago, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, straight up. Well, one thing that's made me happy is this, uh, this feud per se that you've had with MJF, um, a lot of twists and turns. Um, it's just been cool. Even the history that you guys have, uh, which some people may not remember, um, and seeing that, you know, kind of play out. Uh, if you could, and this is weird because you're trying to kick his ass and take everything that he cares about on December 30th. But yeah. to me, you know, you talk about these lists, and it's funny because I'm a sports radio host. This is all we mm-hmm. do. We argue every day. You think LeBron's the greatest. I think Steph's the greatest. And there we go for three hours every day. Yeah. But I think that some people have kind of like not given MJF the credit. Like to me, he's put himself in this position where he's kind of become the leader of AEW. He's 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 took the ball and he's ran with it. And that's a lot, it's a different thing than some of these other people that have also done great, but they weren't in that position of being the top guy. Um in this year, I guess if you could talk to me just about MJF and kind of his growth. 
I think I think you kind of encapsulated a lot about how I feel about MJF. You know, the, the bottom line is, you know, a lot of people say they want to score a touchdown, but not many people are willing to go up there and rip the ball out of somebody's hand and go do it. And AJF, MJF is definitely one of those guys. You know, he's a guy that's not going to sit around waiting for opportunities to slap him in the face. He's very proactive. He's going to get out in front of things, and he's going to try to go make opportunities for himself. And, you know, that in and of itself is a testament to most people who are successful in this industry is that they're not people who wait around for somebody to recognize their greatness. They go out there and they show the world every every week. And so, you know, MJF has been pretty consistent in that aspect, and uh, I think that is definitely where his biggest growth has been. Uh, well, December th 30th, it ends hopefully for you. Oh yes, you get, it will. you get to end all that and you get to take the title um before we get into uh, close this out and again thank you so much for the time aw collision first time ever at the dollar loan center an amazing venue first professional wrestling event in the venue as well tickets just went on sale access.com awtix.com as well the night before the big game just to make that weekend that much better um one thing i do need to ask you is you know we're we're now living through the final stages of uh brian danielson's final year um professional wrestler in AEW. i know he says he's not going to completely retire but this full time and then we're, we're running up against sting retiring and i know that if AEW wasn't a thing you might have been done as well um for you how long do you see yourself is this is this a situation until my body tells me i can't do it no more or how does this play out in a perfect world for you Oh, no, I'll probably stop all before then. No, uh, you know, I've, I've been really, really fortunate. When I came off the concussion, I took uh, two years off to really get everything back in, in order. And, and in that time, too, just in the recovery process, really changed a lot of, around in my training and changed a lot of things around that have benefited me to a great amount uh, health-wise. And, uh, you know, I feel good right now. Um, as far as where, where the, 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 the train will end, uh, I'll let it play out a little bit more. But I, I will say this, uh, I have definitely have a... a, a more than a handful of good years left in me and uh beyond that um yeah I, i'm excited to uh if we, if we are going to go out we're going to go out with a bang so uh it'll be interesting to see how these next few years play out let's go and look man you got a lot of other things you got to handle which is where we'll transition to first off your reaction twisted metal season two uh beyond excited you know uh obviously uh you know the 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 reception from fans uh you know worldwide has been tremendous uh you know, I know the numbers, uh, the streaming numbers have been off the charts phenomenal for Peacock, and they're more than excited for a season for the season to bring up. You know, and I'm 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 just tremendously excited to get back in the truck and uh, and uh, introduce some new characters to the Mad World, twist the metal to the world, and uh, hopefully bring some new favorites that uh, fans have been dying to see. Hopefully, bring them to to to, to life uh, on the screen. So um, it, it's been a fantastic experience. You know, obviously Anthony Mackie's a, a tremendous actor and very very fun to work with, uh, including the entire cast and. Uh, I, I I can't wait for season two. Have you been able to play the Suicide Suicide Squad game yet? Have you got a build yes, yet? Yes, I have. I participated in the Alpha, got a little early play test. Actually, post uh, uh, All In in London, went down to the Rocksteady Studios and, and got a little hands on it for the first time. And uh, very, very excited about that, too. Obviously, we're, 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 we're coming out next year. Uh, look forward to uh, WB having a big presence on AEW here with that. But uh yeah, it's a it's a, it's a, it's a really really fun game. I'm I'm looking forward to everybody checking it out. I don't know if I'm breaking any of that alpha NDA, even saying it's good, but it's it's a good deal. So <laughs> <laughs> no, I think you are. They've done all the gameplay videos. They they've shown yeah. a lot, so I think you're good. Yo, and by the way, rest in peace to E3. Um, since, since we were bringing up games, um, oh that's crazy. I'm excited for that. Okay, so this will be the last question. We'll close you out on this. Um, Iron Claw is debuting next week in theaters. 
Um, and if I gave you the choice to take any story, um, whether it was an on-screen or behind the scenes, and also doesn't have to be as devastating um, as the Von Eric family story, which is For crazy sure. that's coming out during Christmas time. But if I give you one story to pick, what would you make into a movie? Ooh, it's tough. You know, I, I've always been a big fan. I think this, I think Brody's story needs to be told. I think I think the life and death of the great bruiser Brody should be something that should be focused upon. I think that we're still fortunate enough that we have, you know, men that knew him in his life that could help, you know, bring that to fruition. Um, you know, and and just from a personal California thing, you know, I'd like to see a little bit more on Don Leo Jonathan, not a name that's maybe well known, but you know, just for his stuff in and outside of the ring, you know, including a uh, some of the amazing diving stuff that he that he achieved, I think would be an interesting little uh, foray into wrestling history. All right, that was our very own Adrian Hernandez talking to the legend himself, Samoa Joe. We've always uh, enjoyed catching up with Joe over the years, whether he's been at TNA, WWE, now with AEW. Just an absolute stand-up guy. So uh, looking forward to seeing what he does with AEW. That's all the time we have for today. Let's do it again tomorrow. Until then, this is Arash Markazi saying stay safe and stay healthy. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. My son had a gift with technology. With reliable internet at home through the Internet Essentials Program, the world opened up. He's part of this next generation of young people who feel they can thrive. Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to help open doors for the next generation with the connectivity and skills they need to build a future of unlimited possibilities. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than a life policy. It's about the promise and the responsibility that comes with being a new parent, being there day and night, Building a plan for tomorrow, today. For the ones you'll always look out for, trust Amica Life Insurance. Amica. Empathy is our best policy. At Vanguard, you're more than just an investor. You're an owner. That means your priorities are Vanguard's too. So whether you're planning for retirement or trying to save up for your next big adventure... Vanguard will work alongside you to set personalized investment goals. That's the value of ownership. All investing is subject to risk. Vanguard is owned by its funds, which are owned by Vanguard's fund shareholder clients. Vanguard Marketing Corporation Distributor. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.